I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One is Mark and John's a co-host. They're alive. They are not go. It's five cold screens. Hello. Welcome to Two Old Queens. I'm John Flynn. I'm Mark Rennie. Mark, I am so excited for our guests this week. Please let everyone know who is joining us. They're hosts of the podcast Murder We Spoke. It's Ben Tahaya. Yay. Hello. <laughs> Hello. I'm not infringing by doing that, right? I was no. Just no. Okay. Some people, one or it. two people have said it along with us. Very few, though. No, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't dare. You're we more than welcome to. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're banished. We never talk to those people again. That's your thing. How dare they? <laughs> it's our. It's the world thing. I say <laughs> right, it's fine. It belongs okay. to the world. We didn't invent that word. <laughs> Ben, you're here for the kickoff of our third annual this five is the third year, yeah. screens. Wow. Yeah. So it's our Amazing. month plus one of horror horror movies. I can't say horror and I can't say mirror. <laughs> Are you a horror movie fan? I am a tremendous wimp and scaredy cat. Okay. So Interesting. I, Perfect. <laughs> I I can watch like like a slasher, like a Freddy like a Jason, a Michael Myers, that's fine. Like the old stuff, but the conjure, I feel like I tried doing scary movies again recently and the conjuring yeah. broke me. And I was like, too scary. I, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, I saw Lily the- Taylor strapped to a chair. You said, I'm, I'm out. out. That's enough. I was like, I, as, I, as someone pushing 40, I should not be having nightmares and unable to sleep. And like, you had a nightmare. If my feet, my feet were dangling off the side of the bed and I swear to God, I felt something touching it. And I was like, no, this is, I can't do this anymore so i just i'm retired i'm essentially retired from horror movies because i'm like i'm just six years old again and i can't handle it and, it's and you like, don't like that feeling i and i surprisingly no so i used to I'm have a uh, album that was like you know one of those picture book albums that tells a story you know those oh, there'd be sure. a chime Naturally. when you turn a page i had yeah. one it was like a batman story and i would get so scared every time the joker showed up 
Oh, because he I was mean, just like because you heard like the laughter and like whoever I have no idea who the voice performer was, but he was terrifying. I remember distinctly sitting on the couch and like having to lift my feet up from off the couch because it was too scary. Wow. So I, I sympathize with that feeling. Thank you. I yeah. was I a mean, child yeah. when that happened. Though. <laughs> to, be fair, to be fair, to be fair. <laughs> but what about Halloween? Are you like a fan of, you know, carving a pumpkin? <laughs> yeah, I love Halloween. Just as long as I don't have to sit in a dark movie theater watching ghosts clap their hands behind, you know, Lily's head, I'm fine. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you take that aspect of Halloween out of it, I'm fine. But you'll Black go cats, like a Home Goods and like pick up some decor or something. Oh, I have spider webs all over the house. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So I don't like those spider web things. They just seem like clutter. It does they, seem like yeah, yeah, they're very yeah. cluttery. But I, I like to do a thing where I've got a bunch of little plastic spiders and you put the little plastic That's spiders fun. descending from the ceiling. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a delight. It's a diorama, really. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what, that's what Halloween's about. We turn our living room into a little Halloween wonderland for just us for 30 days. Yeah. Well, less than, like, I've already started listening to my Halloween Spotify playlist. How many songs are on this playlist? It's, I don't know how many songs, but it's about seven <laughs> hours long. What? Holy moly. That's crazy. Is I'm it like constantly, uh, there are, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was going to say like, what are this? Is it just like one hour remixes? Or or like, there's yeah. a sprinkling. <laughs> there's like mash. five tracks of just, uh, sound effects. There is no monster mash two on the nose. Wow. In seven hours. I got like a cramp song, you know, like Goo Goo Muck, uh, a few like Susie and the Banshees Halloween. All right. So it's sort of okay. um, music inspired by Halloween. Yeah. But there's nothing like that doesn't like I can't have anything that doesn't have it has to have the mood of Halloween to it. It can't just, just be like lyrics on there. I don't think it. No, I deleted uh, Michael Jackson from Spotify after I saw Beyond Behind Neverland <laughs> <laughs> or whatever that documentary yeah. was like. Uh, but maybe I'll go back because I think I don't know. It's all conflicted now. But yeah, I mean, I have it's, a in, Halloween. it's in Rockwell's name. It's, it doesn't have Michael Jackson's name on it, technically, right? Oh, so, the somebody's watching me song. Yeah, right. It's just it's Rockwell, and then just I don't think they credit it because it was just like the producer's dad's right. called in a favor to get Rockwell's oh, right. career up and running. So I don't think his family gets any royalties. Does that help? Sure, no. <laughs> That's sure. very spooky. It it fit, it fits in the mood. It's a little too real, though. I <laughs> think. Fair. So that Fair. one hit wonder Rockwell is a little too real. Yeah, it's very well. The Mike, the MJ connection is a little too like spooky in the wrong way. I feel like, <laughs> like I wouldn't have a playlist where all of a sudden we're playing like a podcast that has like nine one one calls on it. You know that that's too intense. That is a lot. That's not going to get the party started. No. Is does such a podcast <laughs> exist, by the way? Yes, yeah, sword oh, yeah. and scale. It's awful. Wow. I was listening I actually, to one and I was like, why am I listening to this? This is so upsetting. You don't want to listen to the worst moments in people's lives <laughs> for an hour a week? No? Okay. Trust me, I've had lunch with John. <laughs> <laughs> Got his ass. Wow. <laughs> uh no, I once did one like a celebrity death tour here in LA and oh. they played some. They played a couple of phone calls, but the, like they played the the first few they played were all like hotel workers. Like it was like the hotel worker for Whitney Houston. It was like the, the assistant for Michael Jackson. But then they played Joaquin. The end of the tour was Joaquin Phoenix calling 911 when his brother River was dying. And that I was like, that's that one was actually gross because it was actually his brother as opposed to like, yeah, it's like I'm like a, a desk and... clerk who's just yeah. like, we have an accident here, you know, God, so that that's... was they waited for, for the end. I was like, I'm. I want to get off this. This feels like bad taste. This death tour is in shockingly bad taste. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Who knew? (laughs) 
Wow. Speaking of shockingly bad yeah. taste. Nice. Today. Perfect segue. Perfect segue. We are talking about <laughs> the film Resident Evil Apocalypse. John, what's the deal with Resident Evil Apocalypse? Mark, let me tell you the deal with Resident Evil Apocalypse. It was directed by Alexander Witt, written by Paul W.S. Anderson, and it's loosely based on the video game series of the same name. It's the second installment of the Resident Evil film series. It's set directly after the first film and a deadly virus from a secret Umbrella Corporation laboratory underneath Raccoon City is exposed to the world. Umbrella seals off the city to contain the virus, creating a ghost town where everyone trapped inside turns into a mutant zombie. Alice, a survivor from Umbrella's secret lab, meets former Umbrella security officer uh, Jill Valentine and mercenary Carlos Oliviero, and together they search for a scientist who might be able to help. Mila Jovovich reprises her role as Alice and is joined by Sienna Gullery, Oded Fair, Thomas Kreitschman, Razak Adoti, Jared Harris, and Mike Epps. It opened on September 10th, 2004, made $129.3 million off a budget of $45 million. Roger Ebert gave the film half a star, calling it an utterly meaningless waste of time that lacked any wit or imagination and also failed to provide entertaining violence or special effects. And he went on to name the film the eighth worst film of 2004. Wow. But M.E. Russell of the Oregonian said, the bad news, the movie is monumentally stupid. The good news, it's a fun kind of stupid. And that is the deal with Resident Evil Apocalypse. So Ben, we asked you to mm -hmm. bring in a horror movie. Why <laughs> Resident Evil Apocalypse? It's a delightful action. It's an actiony horror movie. Mm. I've, yes. I've, Resident Evil 3 is to this day still my favorite video game. Really? Okay. Yeah. I Again, one of the caveats of my horniness is like I can watch, I can You're play some- control. I can, yeah, as long as I'm in control, but I, I still can't do a first person game by the like a first person horror game you gotta play resident evil 7 it is so good <laughs> but it's first person no it's that's my, terrifying my husband knows i love resident evil so much bought me a playstation 4 specifically so he's like you love these games you haven't played this one and here you go i got 20 minutes in and i was like thank you so much for buying me this but i'm never playing it again it's, <laughs> it's horrifying and then he played wow. it for another 20 minutes he doesn't know games and i was like yeah that's it sucks but they did the remakes of resident evil 2 and 3 so i was able to play something but one day one day i'll get i'll get there but have you played four that's my favorite video game of all time yes four is amazing absolutely four is four. super wow. fun what Third are these games like on. i've never played them they're so they're yeah they they they're just what does that mean just like person? like you see your character in camera like as opposed mm -hmm. to doom you know where you're just you just like see the gun you're holding oh, you essentially see what you're like, seeing, right gotcha. yes yeah there's something about having to use the joystick to like turn your own head feels i don't know it just feels off to me and it adds it makes it extra spooky i don't know what it is i can't even put it into words but have you done any person, like virtual reality stuff yeah we actually have an oculus rift so we've done VR stuff, no horror. No scary. Obviously. Things, yes. no, no scary. We played like one thing where you're trying to like stop like a terrorist attack or something. And I was oh, like, God, okay, that's enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's VR. It's like I just use it to exercise. There's a fun little exercise app <laughs> sure. where you swat balloons around. That's good enough. I'm good. <laughs> I would say like the Resident Evil games, though, are like really, there's like quirky. They're like quirk. They're like 
cool. The there's like action. You're it's, you're always killing zombies essentially, mm-hmm. and you're, but you also there's some like puzzle solving. Like you have to find keys to like up, open things. <laughs> yes, and, sure. And then you're also like collecting herbs and like you're. It's also like a lot of inventory management, which is also like a fun oh, yes. element of it too. Like, <laughs> well, I want to take this. Like, love. I need to take these bullets, herbs. but I have to get rid of like first aid kit. So you kind of have to make those decisions, which is oh, kind okay. of part of the fun. And then in the first one, there you could pick either the boy or the girl. You could be Chris or or Jill, and. Chris Redfield, great, thank you. Chris, yes, obviously, yeah. <laughs> Pardon me. He and if super you hunk. chose super hunk, if you chose Jill Valentine, <laughs> you got two extra slots in your inventory. She could carry more than Chris could. So, oh, this there was a work. benefit to Women's being a girl. Bush yeah, was women gatherers, right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so that's. I feel like that's one of the reasons I like locked into it because you could. It's one of the first games where you could like choose to be the boy or the girl, and I was always Jill Valentine. She was she was my girl. Sure. Yeah. And then she got her own game on part three, so you didn't, you know, it was she didn't have to share it with some man. It was just her, <laughs> right? Just her running around from Nemesis. And I was like, and then I I got that, like that was my favorite game. And then they announced, oh, they're making a movie starring Mila Jovovich, and I was like, at the time, obsessed with her because of the Fifth Element. She was. Sure. Like 13 year old me, that was the first performance I saw where I was like, oh my God, the acting is superb in this. I was the first time I remember thinking like, oh, this is acting. Okay. Now I yeah. can, can be this. It was exactly. Yeah. I was like, so I was like my favorite actress in a movie adaptation of my favorite game. I'm in and I've, and yeah, and I was in for all six movies. And this is, this one is my favorite of the, of the six though. Sure. Right. How many times have you seen it? What'd you think? Oh, I, I we're probably like, between 30 and 40 i've seen wow. it quite i've seen it quite <laughs> a bit is it like a seasonal watch for you i typically go through the whole series like twice a year that's fun all right which is the if this is your favorite what do you think is the worst one the worst one unfortunately is the last one because in the fifth one they like they set up this great like the fifth one was there the last one was going to be this giant battle between the forces of evil and all the good characters we've met we're going to bring everybody back but then Neil Jovic got pregnant and they're scheduling conflicts and like, I mean, just <laughs> pregnant ruins everything. Flush <laughs> it out and make the movie, then have another one. I don't know what your problem is, but so then they can only get back a couple people scheduling budget, blah blah blah. I remember kinda... like the third one is the third. I like the third one. That's like the post-apocalyptic one. But then there's a follow-up after that where things are less post-apocalyptic. Like things <laughs> where there's like there's then I think that's the underground city one or is that the fifth one is the underground city? They they go have giant underground cities in all of them. I see. This that's is like me. the only one yeah. where they're not going deep underground for giant cities. But the, yeah, the one of the funnest things about this movie is they do they kind of ran out of places to go where the Umbrella Corporation wants to create these bio weapons to mm-hmm. to sell and make all this money. And in the by the final movie, they literally like check you and like okay, the Umbrella Corporation has killed every, there's literally only 12,000 people left on earth by the end, yet there's still Umbrella Corporation, they're underground in a giant corporate office, hatching more schemes. I'm like, guys, you won, you did it. There's no, there's, <laughs> yeah. there's 12,000 people left. I think, you, I, what are you hatching? What money is there left to be made? I now? bet if Disney was around with only 12,000 people, they'd still be pushing like annual passes. They would be like, fine, guys. We've obviously a number of people that can get annual passes. Yeah, (laughs) there's so many casts. Well, it sounds like you're a huge. Is this your favorite horror movie? I'm guessing. I, you know, yeah, 
if you pre- you're pre- you're twisting my arm and I'm gonna say <laughs> I'm twisting, yeah. I'm twisting you. You're twisted. Uh, yeah. John, what's your uh, favorite Resident Evil game? Go ahead, lay it on. <laughs> well, to the surprise of I'm sure no one, I have not played any of the video games or seen any of the movies before. So two nights ago, I tried to start to watch the first one because I was like, oh, let's you know. I had oh, I had the evening free at the table. Right. Yeah, I, sh- I I wish I would have told you because every one of these movies starts with a previously on. So there's really yeah, no there's need no to need. watch. Well, there's I no guess need. I was I it was late and I was tired. So I only got to like 20 minutes or so. And then I before I stopped and I was like, I'll read the Wikipedia. And so then last night mm-hmm. I watched this this one. And I think in some ways it was probably to my benefit to have not have seen the first one, because Mark, you like to sort of call me out for being annoyed about um, logic in movies. And so, yes, I a lot of times in this something would happen where I would be like, what? And it would sort of doesn't be, not make sense to me. And I'd be like, well, I guess if, it's my fault. I didn't see the first one. Um, <laughs> I don't and so think it probably wasn't. As it went on, I was like, there can't be a, this much mythology. But I did sort of just surrender to just being like, OK, whatever. To me, it felt like uh, everything fro- seemed like from another movie. Like it felt like it was like kind of the Matrix, kind of Predator a little bit of Venom, a Michael Jackson video. Like it just felt like there, there didn't seem to be much ideas that were new or that I didn't see, hadn't seen in other movies, but it was all good. Like it was a pastiche bad. as it were. I suppose, but it didn't feel like, like I had a really hard time keeping track of the characters or who was what, but then I also was like, well, this is based on a video game. So maybe that has a lot to do with it. I don't know if mm-hmm. if I had been familiar with the video games if certain things would have been easier. No, because Alice isn't a character in the games. Oh, yeah. she's invented just for the cinematic universe. <laughs> yeah. They didn't go she back and just, put her yeah. in, in subsequent games? No. No, 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 no. Can you can uh, you believe it? Can you believe it? I bet it? Mila had, uh, that's part of her contract. Like they would probably have to pay her money. She's a theater exclusive, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but overall it was, it was like enjoyable. There's definitely fun moments to it, even though it was sort of, again, it just, it, in some ways it reminded me of like when you go to a different part of the country and eat at a fast food restaurant and you're like, what a burger. Like, yeah, it's just McDonald's. You know what I mean? Like it, it's, mm-hmm. it's really not that different even though it says it's different. But how yeah. about you, Mark? What do you uh, think about I don't think I've seen it since it was like I caught it on like TV, like maybe 15 years ago. And I remember thinking it was terrible at the time. But then I watched (laughs) it last night. And obviously, I should say I am a big. The franchise, the game franchise is maybe my favorite video game franchise. Like I'm literally downloading the eighth one right now as we speak. I just finished Ratchet and Clank. I finished Ratchet and Clank. (laughs) And then my goal was I'm going to play Resident Evil. I've been waiting. Natural Um, progression. Natural progression. So it's also perfect. Spooky season. Right. You know, Um, so then watching it last night, I was already I started it later than I normally do watch these. I started at 830, which is like the witching for me. (laughs) Uh, We should like start at seven. So I'm done. And then I could like watch a housewives or something. But I've had a good time with it. I think the action scenes, like, I think I was like, I was in film school, like when I first saw that. So I think I was really like uptight and like, this is like such shoddily shot, but I think it's pretty fun. Like, I think all the action sequences are so over the top ridiculous. Yes. That Mm -hmm. you just have to like embrace them for what they are. And I think Mila Jojovich is like so fun in these movies. I think she knows she's on board. I think she knows like these are ridiculous and like, I don't know. I just had a good time with it. I thought it was fun. I yeah. It's is it scary? Not at all. But I don't think it's really trying to be scary. It also has that whole like two thousand era. It reminds me of like the underworld movies and like it's mm-hmm. de- very much like a post Matrix, mm-hmm. right? Music video like trying trying really hard right. to be edgy and like push like right. electronica, <laughs> like metal in down your throat. 
Um, like the whole like, which now feels like dated, but at the time felt really like, this is what's cool now, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, it was so, so it was so hip. There's actually a couple guys that are in Evanescence, which I feel is right. like so emblematic of this. Are zombies yes. in this movie? So it's like uh, there were zombies that. in that band. I hate to break it. Down. You hear that? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was like, that is very emblematic of the era because it does feel it is so dated. In yes. That way. Yeah, absolutely. but now it's like uh, nostalgic. It's like wholesome. Like even watching, it's funny to watch Resident Evil Apocalypse and think, oh, they don't make them like this anymore. Which in some <laughs> ways is great, but in some ways it is kind of fun to like jump back in a little, right. have a little taste, a mm-hmm. palate cleanser, as it were. Exactly. Well, then, as you may or may not know, we are looking for the gayest horror movies ever this month. So we have a complex and Byzantine scoring system with which to judge them. So we're going to go through a ton of categories, and at one point, you are going to be coming up with a category and it will be added, added to, to the, the wheel. wheel of terror. Maybe it's a wheel of terror <laughs> for the next five weeks. Maybe. <laughs> um, so we got up and if you don't understand that, it'll make sense by the time we get to it. And even if it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Don't worry about it. Um, so this is our current top five horror movies. All right. So this is what okay. you're up against uh, with a 70.84% is Hellbound Hellraiser 2. 71.84% Interview with the Vampire. 85.19% The Lost Boys, uh, and then 89.81% The Rocky Horror Picture Show, and I should have said the movie first and then the percentage. <laughs> we'll fix that next time. And then first place, the gayest horror movie with a 92.99% is The Bride of Frankenstein. So Ben, if you had to okay. guess now, how well do you think Resident Evil Apocalypse is going to do? I'm going to be bold. I'm going to say... Hellbound, Hellraiser 2, get out really? of the way. Oh, I yeah, think this is in your top five. What was that number again? Uh, that has a 70.84%. 70.84, I think, yeah, I think okay. we're going to get better than 70. Interesting. I think we're going to do it. I think we're going right. to do it. All right. Well, let's see. So this first group of categories are the canon categories. So for these, we're each going to give a score between 0 and 100. Then we'll take the average of all three of our scores. So... Ben, how would you rate Resident Evil Apocalypse on a scale of 0 to 100 in actual gay characters? Okay. I know I was going to take a beating up top, so let's just get these <laughs> ones out of the way. Sure, sure. These problematic is, categories. <laughs> these, these ones that really don't have much to do with the whole theme of the podcast. They're pretty unfair. Right? Let's, yeah. let's get them out of the way right up top. I like <laughs> that you put them there. Okay. this is. I feel like these movies, even though they star like a model turned actor, Yes. They're like very sexless in a yes. way. I mean, aside from the topless zombie <laughs> sex sure. workers, aside from that, very sexless <laughs> yes. movies. And I just like, okay, sure, there's probably a couple gay people. There's a lot of crowd scenes. There's a lot of mobs. Course. Yeah. There's a lot of mobs. The gays love a mob. They'll go, <laughs> we they'll, love tur- a mob. they'll turn up for a mob. <laughs> um, I'm, I'll give this a 10 based on 10. There's someone in that mob. Well, what about Major Kane? The like German guy. Well, he's just German. That's easy to confuse, <laughs> yeah, though, tough. I feel like. He was the only one I thought could like maybe just because of his like fastidiousness. Mm-hmm. But that is all <laughs> I have to go on. That is, yeah, but that's they, also a big German thing, too, though. Yeah, I they know. actually, in the... which is why they like shit so much because it's, you know, it all makes sense. Mm-hmm. It all makes theme. sense. Mm-hmm. In the <laughs> just briefly, like this doesn't affect the score at all, but there is uh, Oded Fair who played Carlos said that when they had to do like intense action scenes, they would always watch 
dog day afternoon because they and then they brought intense gay energy to the scene i don't know what that's oh. supposed to mean but that's he said that was their inspiration for the intense scene so take that okay. for what it's worth i'll tell you well what about those zombies with the long tongues oh the liquors oh, those are called the liquors i mean based on the name alone was that something that was a step like there were those are in the a bunch of different zombies was there mm-hmm. different kind like do we do we know why like why some are liquors and some are just people and some are dogs and some... I think the liquors are were like made in a lab because the whole thing umbrellas okay. trying yeah. to do is like biological weapon you know warfare right biochemical yeah, exactly, weapons yeah, exactly well, like that's why they made the nemesis thing but the dogs gotcha. I believe occurred naturally from the viral outbreak gotcha, yeah because gotcha. what they yeah what they had made is they made a skin cream just to give you a quick backstory because I know you guys want to know <laughs> they oh, created a, I'm interested they, yeah they created a, a skin cream with the t-virus called regenerate and it rejuvenated your the dead cells in your skin but oops they went too far and now it rejuvenates whole dead bodies you know you go one step too far just one toe over the line and it's the zombie apocalypse (laughs) be careful out there uh skin cream yeah keels we've got an eye on you yeah i would say there's not none of the main characters are gay but I'm sure I'm, a lot of the zombies must be. And also I found in my IMDb trivia, all of the zombies were dancers. They hired professional dancers uh, so that the movement. So, you know, the, you're you're up in the gay question there. So I'll, sure. give it a, oh, okay. I'll give it a 17. for 17, John feeling generous. Nice, okay. Uh, I'll give it a 13 because that's spooky. <laughs> giving it an average of 13.33, which is seven points higher than the house bunny. Pretty good. I can't, I don't have the horror movies available to compare <laughs> on the with the flick of a switch, unfortunately. All right, our next category, gay icons. Okay. Well, Amelia Jojovich by Jovovich, I, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, she's, I mean, she's not a share. We'll all admit that. She's not right, a share. Right, right. She's not a Barbara. But the one time I actually, I met, I've met Amelia Jovovich one time. And Go it was on. At, and it was at the Glad Media Awards. So I was like, Okay. Oh, nice. Icon. She's yeah. She's was she she's receiving, presenting, just there. She was just there. Yeah. We. <laughs> she was. It was her and Allie Larder who plays Claire Redfields in future movies. I know you guys are going to obviously finish out this series. I so. did think like I would like to revisit this series. I did enjoy watching this. And I think I might. There. Yeah. They're fun as hell. But yeah. So I think she's got enough credit, and she's an action movie star, a female yeah. action movie star, which is very rare. Takes it. Yeah. All the way to the top, and then you have Jill Valentine, the character. Again, having such a rich history of being like a female yes. in these action in these action yes. video games, I'll take that. I'm going to go. I think based I'll on those, that. based on those two alone, I'm going to give this one an 80. I think Miljovich, she is. I think she's she's one of my gay icons. So. What would you say is like her most iconic gay thing? Because like looking at her, I, I agree she's someone who yeah, I'm I was like, going to say oh, Fifth yeah. Element, yeah. But I looked, it was like Fifth Element and these movies, and so. I was just wondering if there was something. What more does the there. woman have to do, John? She was in six Resident <laughs> Evil movies, for Christ's sake. Oh, Did you see she... that white thing she was wearing in the Fifth Element? <laughs> I, yeah. Fair, fair. Liza was only in rests. two Arthurs. <laughs> Where's her? That's her franchise. So. <laughs> yeah. She, exactly. she, she, she helmed like the, like a giant action movie franchise, got made a, over a half a billion dollars worldwide. That's sure. And a female lead? Like, come on, how many times has that happened? Yeah, what more do you want from her? And she's in Zoolander too. Okay. All right. And she, yeah, okay. she's great in Zoolander. I will give this uh, 65. 65. No love for Jill Valentine, John? Uh, I'm, she's got some of the points. Uh, I'll give it a 70. 
giving it there. a 71.67, which is higher than the chipmunk adventure, which only is 32. <laughs> Damn right. It is. Second All right. Close. <laughs> yeah. Very good. All right. Our next category, the male gaze. How horny is the camera for the male form? Now we have been in a bit of a drought. I feel like with our last few films. Right. So this one, I was like, Oh, we got some real hunks. Finally. This was nice. And we do, it but is, I feel like yeah. everyone was wearing like bulletproof vests. Like there was no, the women were all scantily clad and the men were how mm-hmm, you would right. imagine they would be outfitted in this scenario. So in that way, I was like, I could tell these guys have great bodies, but I can't see it. You could, it's, I feel like you could sell with like, that's a Resident Evil thing. I feel like the cop, the uniform and all that stuff. Like that's yeah. Chris Redfield is his whole thing. That's yeah, thing I kind of, yeah, like they're I, all pretty boxy. I don't think it, they were like, lingering on the but they have like good faces too i would say Oliveira <laughs> is super hot and also well, i really like no there's know. no uggos in this movie except for nemesis but even he's sort of cute but uh yeah for me i just people. wish there was a there's little a bit charm. more there's a charm to him there was more yeah. just the physical just a little bit more from the men i hear what you're women. saying but there are some there are some hot guys you have to admit that i, I i'm not arguing that at all that cowboy sniper i tried to look up who he was Mm-hmm. I thought he was, I couldn't find him on his name <laughs> on the IMDb. And there was also like that, there's a hunky blonde lab tech at the end. Oh, and Sergeant Wells, who gets bit early on. And that's because he's, yeah, he's, yeah, he's a, he's a I like, I like, yeah, I like Sergeant Wells. But, and I also like the, the look, like the vest with the like the little short, tight, yes. like Under Armour sleeves. I think yes. that's a good look. It's like, again, it's not, it's not, they're not really trying to, over-sexualize these fellas. Right. But that but that look, I do enjoy that look. Yes. These are definitely, we are here to look at the ladies in their inappropriate zombie fighting outfits. Right. <laughs> Which is part of the fun of the franchise. Mm-hmm. Oh, but they they tried to explain away those outfits. Believe you me, they've tried <laughs> yeah, to be yeah. like, there's a reason she's running around in a halter top and a miniskirt <laughs> in the zombie yeah. apocalypse. She just Guys, got there out of the shower. <laughs> yeah. But with boots. At least she they didn't have her put heels on. At least they drew the <laughs> I mean, line at, at heels. least. At, at least, least she's in boots. Uh, so what do you want to give this for the male gaze? For the male gaze, I'll give this, because it is like hunk, it's back-to-back hunks, even though they're not overly sexualized, I'm going to go They're not 25. in thongs. They're, they're not, not running around in, th- yeah, they don't have their own mini skirts. So I'm going 25. Uh, I'll give it a little more than that because the faces are good, but there again, there's nothing that I feel like. Oh, I want to like freeze frame on any one of these images, but I will mm. give it a, th- I'll give it a thirty-five. Thirty-five. Uh, I'll give it a thirty-two, giving an average of thirty point sixty-seven, which is indeed the highest we've had in our last four <laughs> movies. Whoa. The next highest is House Bunny, which has a twenty-five point thirty-three. All right, I think you're gonna make up some points here. Yeah. Entrances with pizzazz. Ooh, baby. Ooh, Here we go. Baby. Now the points come raining <laughs> down. This is, I mean, this is nothing but like no one enters without pizzazz. Right. Alice yeah. enters Jill's life by coming through a second story church window on a motorcycle. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then I immediately don't... blows uh, <laughs> zombies away as soon as the instant she lands. Yeah. She lands and like, yeah, there's three liquors who were like the big bad guy at the end of the first movie. She just had to kill one of them at the end of the first movie. Now she's killed them, killed no three problem. of them, not uh-huh. breaking a sweat. The first act, right, yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. And then, yeah, I feel like I love Nemesis' entrance, just walking up with the fog, the lighting behind yeah. him. Yeah. With his giant rail gun. That's yeah. amazing. Mm-hmm. I was like, Oliveira jumps out of a helicopter, sh- he shooting zombies as he's yes. falling. <laughs> Doesn't That's miss a fun. one. Yeah. Headshot, headshot, headshot. Never. 
Jill Valentine has a fun one. We see her yeah. like suiting up. Oh my that god, that's pretty fun. She just walks the- to the police station, starts killing zombies. Is like, guys, we got to get out of here. That <laughs> yeah. was one of the things I was thinking. That's the scene that made me think like, oh, like watching it kind of through the eyes of people who aren't overly obsessed with Resident Evil, uh-huh. where it's like, oh, if you don't know who Jill Valentine is from the video games, this scene is going to make no sense. She walks in like we kind of get these shots of her from behind. You get the newspapers of disgraced cop, what she, you know, she's yes. been put, suspended, blah, blah, blah. And then all we see, we don't even see her face. We just see her walking in in that iconic outfit. And she starts shooting people. Like the cops seemingly don't know what's going on. They've got these people in handcuffs. They're trying to book them and process <laughs> yeah. them. And she comes in and just starts shooting people in the head. And her com- commanding officer is like, Valentine, what are you doing? It's like, she just shot like five people in the head. And he's just like, oh, you. It's like, I would say, even if you do know her from the video games, it would still be confusing. <laughs> okay. I'll take that. I'll take gotcha. that. Yeah. But, but yeah, I think there's a, Alice has a great one, like getting woken up and in the lab and, you know, right. wearing, they put her in another like bandage type outfit, similar to Fifth Element. I, I mean, if it worked mm-hmm. once, it's going to yeah. work. That's again. true. That's, we expect it now. <laughs> right. Exa- yeah, exactly. Also, the so zombies in nod. the graveyard. Yeah. That was I don't know how they moment. got, I don't know how they got the virus those people it's yeah it's a little but it's, it's not, fine it's fine yeah, we can't don't overthink it don't overthink <laughs> it. i mean if you're in a zombie movie one scene. yeah yeah <laughs> i guess it'd be more upsetting if zombies didn't pop out of graves in a zombie movie that's thing if they walked in out a graveyard, graveyard. Right, yeah you know? if, they, sure. if they just regrouped and then walked out of the graveyard i feel like we'd all be pretty disappointed like what the fuck there'd be some blue balls going on yeah mm-hmm. so yeah so what do you want to give this for entrances with pizzazz i mean to no one's surprise this is a hundred a hundred <laughs> yeah i'll give it a 97 97 i think that motorcycle one is so good mm-hmm. it even ups the miss piggy and great muppet caper <laughs> she doesn't kill anyone when she lands she, i sure. never thought i'd say uh miss piggy could learn a thing or two from Milia jojovich but in this one <laughs> instance, here we are <laughs> riding a motorcycle through a stained glass window is the one moment uh, this um, is uh, this has all been worth it now this is yeah perfect. so i'll give it a hundred i'm giving it a hundred it's given an average of 99 nice uh, nine points higher than the emperor's new groove all, all right. right very good okay all right our next category the mike pence anxiety scale how much anxiety uh would this movie give mike pence i mean they put they put women in charge he's he, he can't be fond of that right and there's a lot of you know short there well short skirts there's some midriffs inappropriate clothing definitely there were those a, yeah naked women zombies don't oh, care yeah. for he's, those he's not gonna like that there's a lot of swearing Mike Epps swearing <laughs> swears right. quite a bit. That's a, that's a no no. A lot of those creatures were very tongue forward. The liquors, he wouldn't like that. That would make. Well, him don't very you also think just a viral outbreak would just be triggering for him at this point? At this point, yeah. And almost yeah. like also like a competent <laughs> uh, organization behind it would be maybe <laughs> triggering for him. I like, would oh, just... that's how. Oh. <laughs> yes. I should say, though, Christian Spotlight on the movies rated it very offensive. Okay, uh, so well, that also the number in my head just went up a little bit based on that alone. <laughs> yeah. So thank you for that. Sure. Yeah. Based on that, he's not going to like the violence, the horror. I think there's a lot he's not going to like. So I'm going to give this I'm going to go with a 67 on this one. 67. Yeah. Christians have a real problem with zombies, which is ironic considering Jesus's mm-hmm. arc. Thank sure, you. Sure. Thank you. <laughs> The ultimate walking dead, walking on water. Yeah. Have you ever heard of this, Christians? You're hypocrites, but you never (laughs) called that before. Yeah, I think he's not going to like this at all. I'm going to give it a 77. 77. 
for some reason, I think this would be, I don't know, is like violence or sex more upsetting to Mike Pence? I feel like sex might be more upsetting. I think that's fair. I think so too. Um, so I, mean, I gave House Bunny an 80. So I'll give this a 75. Giving it a 73, which is uh, 14 points lower than the House Bunny. So he can handle this. Okay. <laughs> probably not. All right, you'll probably make up some points in this next category too. Hell on Heels. How about for feisty women? I mean, top to bottom, stem to stern. I think so. Yeah, they do pretty well. There's not a shrinking violet in the bunch. There's even no, that yeah. poor woman in the stairwell who breaks a heel. Right? Yeah. And she keeps on running. She keeps, She's, running. She keeps yeah, on running. She keeps on, keeps on running. <laughs> doesn't stop her. She then jumps off a building. <laughs> yeah, so. she's, she's not going to. Yeah, she doesn't want to turn. She's. She's in control. Like, of we can fix it. She's like, no, you can't. No, you can't. Forget it. <laughs> she's seen what happens when you get bitten, guys. She knows there's no going back. Meet me on the ground mm-hmm. floor. There's also that priest sister who we never quite get a good look at, but I thought she was pretty fun. Who's like strapped to yeah, a chair. Yeah. Was that that was gets out. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was his sister. You know how priests live with their sisters and their right, right, right. Uh, well, church? I was looking because in the in the uh, on rectory and IMDb, she's her character is Mrs. Priest, and I was like, that's not how that works. Uh-oh. Aren't there some non-Catholic priests there who are can some, marry? There are some priests who could do that, yeah. But I don't know if she becomes... Well, I guess if the character was just named Priest, then why not? Oh, that's yeah, there the wasn't la- a, There wasn't a lot of character development. You're saying the movie. last name was Priest and yes. her brother became a priest? <laughs> I wow. I thought it was... I didn't get the sense that she was his sister. I thought it was his wife or something. I don't know. I thought they said sister. Does it uh, yeah, they, no. yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. There's probably a lot of female zombies, too. There's, yeah, yeah, there's, seen them. yeah, there's quite a few. There's the one that almost got Mike Epps. I remember when she got the bullet in the head and she fell and she was the sex one of the workers. Zombies. Yeah. yeah. The sex workers, of course. Um, they are almost hell. A zombie is almost hell personified. Mm-hmm. Right. And you have the, even the little girl, I feel like is she's not oh, taking yeah. any guff. She's right. She's staying alive. Was the she process. meant to remind us of the little red AI girl from the first movie? Yeah, I she is. Think she's, so. Yeah. She's meant to be designed essentially the, designed for yeah is that the, her dad is the one who actually created the the red queen but was jared harris in the first one no <laughs> they just make up whatever they need <laughs> they just like we have a red queen let's let's put a little girl in it and there's right. in the second video game you have to kind of drag a little girl along with you to try and save her so she's that. kind of based on i just recently yeah. played the resident evil 2 remake yes which okay. is which a is, lot of fun oh my god that one honestly was a little too scary for me. I had to wait until I could buy <laughs> scary. infinite ammo. And then I was like, now I can play. <laughs> sure. When I played Resident Evil 7, I played it in VR. So you have to like, you are walking through and it's like a really creepy fucking house you're walking through. And mm-hmm. like, they also don't load it up with zombies at the beginning. So when you do see like someone coming at you, it's really scary. Cause there's been, it's been quiet for so long. Gotcha, gotcha. That was very the, good. Yes, that was one of the things about that is like you walk, you're going for so long. Yeah. Just trying to find your wife. And then it's like, and then when you do find her, it's like she's kind of the first. It's just terrifying. It's just too much. She's not doing anyway. great. She is. She's in a bad way. She is. In oh, a but bad I was gonna say my sure. room. I it was so scary to play. I would play with my roommate at the time. We would both like sit on like the couch together, and take okay. turns playing because it was like, all right, I'm done. I'm you have to take over. <laughs> like because this is too intense. But then the more you yep. play, you get more powerful. You know, you get more weapons. So, so they kind of get less scary as they go. I would say. Gotcha. Weapons make okay. you feel more powerful. We also have to talk about Sandrine Holt, the uh, reporter who wants her Emmy. Oh yeah, she yeah she's she's trying to get herself some she's awards. She's trying she's to document real... it. Mm-hmm. Is she tough? I feel like she's always screaming and like running away from things. 
She's like there to do her job. She's not backing down from doing her job. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is my way out of the weather department. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. In- they were threatened by her. Yeah, this is a little embarrassing. When you guys sent, you know, invite me on the podcast, I had, I was already like 20 pages deep into the novelization of this movie. So <laughs> you unprompted by this podcast, I was reading the novelization. It's, All right. it's a cry for help. And I, you know, I hope it's hurt. I hope someone hears it. <laughs> but they, they help. There's a whole thing about her where she used to be at the news desk. But then she got a video that turned out to be fake, but she didn't verify it. And oh, she ran you out. idiot. And so she's trying to work Terry. her way out of And that's why at the end, when they're like, oh, this video has been discredited because it was from Terry Morales, who's sure. already, Can't believe who's her. already turned in fake, fake video the, footage. The yeah. Project Veritas of Raccoon City. Basically, mm-hmm. basically. So there you go. Now I, you know the story of Terry Morales from Raccoon wow. City. <laughs> Uh, I love literature. So what do you want to give this? What do you want to give uh, Resident Evil Apocalypse and Hell on Heels? I feel like I should have saved that to the end because now I feel like the disdain that I'm getting verified, you know, <laughs> no. as, as justified as it is. But anyway, um, Hell on Heels, this is, this is, I'm going to say, it's not like a, like a full 100, but it's like, it's like a 97. It's almost, it's so close to being sure. perfect. 97. 97. Yeah, I will go 95. 95. Y'all go. Uh, I don't know, 98. Why not? Because I think most lesser movies would do like just Alice and not also right. Jill Valentine, you know? Mm-hmm. So I appreciate that there's two like fucking awesome women in this movie. That's right. the, they do such a good job. In, in the in the fifth one, there's like, you know, the big uh, third act fight scene is what? five. Spoiler. I mean, I guess I should have put a, a warning on it, but it's between, there's, it's two guys and then three women. Like they always have fun, powerful women like, Alice always kind of has like a little buddy in these movies and it's always another woman that she's never teamed up with. It's never like, you know, her and a man. It's like her and Michelle Rodriguez, her and Allie Larder. They do. Yeah. It's, it's well, great. in a new, uh, she was memed for a little bit. Uh, Resident Evil 8 introduces Lady Dimitrescu, who is, uh, I believe she's nine feet tall and wants mm-hmm. to kill you. Oh, but she's dressed like a Victorian. She's like, she almost looks like a fun, uh, my fair lady. Like, yes. That's her style Eliza of Doolittle. clothes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Very Eliza. If a nine foot tall Eliza Doolittle could turn into a, like a flock of ravens and kill so you. So she's like Eureka <laughs> O'Hara. She's a lot like Eureka O'Hara. Uh, I'll give a nine, given an average of 96.67, which is higher than the house bunny even. Wow. Okay. okay. Which had a 96.33, which is pretty close. All right. Our next category, chosen families. What would you rate Resident Evil Apocalypse chosen family? I did have the thought, while watching this in the terms of this category, like, or is a band of survivors a chosen family? Like they only have one night together. So well, it's hard like to the, get the that. The movie history. ends with them feeling like we're this group together. That's trying true. To mm-hmm. escape. So I don't think it's like a theme of any of them, like looking for chosen families. <laughs> no. Like it's not that. So well, Alice kind of is. Cause she's like a clone. Isn't it right? She's like a, find her place in the world. Sure. Yeah. And the first movie, like, yeah, she didn't, she had amnesia, didn't remember who she was. So yeah, she's kind of continuing her journey for, <laughs> yes. for family. But yeah, spoiler yeah, we do. There's clones <laughs> do get involved in later movies, guys. Don't fun mm-hmm. before we get a whole before the multiverse, a, right? I mean, Mila got there first. Never Mila forget. was first. <laughs> uh, so I think yeah, I think maybe maybe you've convinced me. There is some chosen family There's element bit, here. There's a little bit. They do like they got her back. I think yeah, I think there is because. Yeah, they like were meant to believe like it's like several weeks, if not months later when they come get her at the end of the movie at that facility. And they've all kind of just stuck together 
that whole time. Like they could have gone their separate ways. That little girl definitely should be in a foster home or something. She shouldn't be running around with the rest of them, but they, they decided to stick together. And I think, I think that's worth something. Uh, yeah. So what do you want to give? Uh, what would you give this then for chosen family? Chosen family. I'll give this a 59. 59. Uh, yeah, I think it's more about survival, but I'll give it a 40. 40. Uh, I'll give it a 30 just for this thing at the end. Give it an average of 43. All right. Our next category might make up some points here. Macabre. How macabre is the movie Resident Evil Apocalypse? <laughs> this is, yeah, this is the, this is another layup. I don't think, I mean, there's there's a scene where a, a woman gets eaten by a b- bunch of zombie children. School children. Yeah. Yeah. Which has got to be humiliating, you know? So embarrassing. It's like she, being fired yeah. by a boss younger than you. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, your head is hanging very low that day. Very yeah. low. Yeah, this is it's a zombie movie. I mean, what more do you need to say? This is this is they nuke a whole they nuke Raccoon City. Our beloved Raccoon oh. City is nuked. <laughs> Can you believe it? Toronto, what was the thing Toronto where they nuked- got where like later some people had like blood coming out of their nose and eyes? What was that? She had like psychic powers now. Yeah, the thing that was, yeah, that was confusing to me a little bit. But maybe what? if I played the video game, it would have made <laughs> no. more sense. No, I don't think anyone <laughs> no. has psychic powers in the game. <laughs> huh. No, this is yeah, this is unique to the movies where she the testing that they did that Umbrella did on her gave her basically, you know, superpowers. Sure, sure. Yeah. Bioweapons. You never That'll know. Do what it. are you gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> really rolling the dice. Also, I thought like fixing your own broken finger was like I mean it's practical, but it also feels macabre. Very macabre. I mean, the whole stuff in this in the cemetery, especially the ending where it's just a yeah. shot of a bunch of maggots mm-hmm. crawling over that one skull. <laughs> yeah, for no reason. <laughs> for yes. no reason. There was like, great. <laughs> but I mean, like, why are we lingering on the tombstone? Yeah, like, I don't know. <laughs> did you not get it? <laughs> that's true. That's fair. That's on me. That's on me. <laughs> that is, yeah, that's that your super point. sweaty priest. Yeah, this is a really macabre movie. Yeah, it's fairly. It's, I would say so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, hundred, a hundred. But it's not like a hereditary where you leave it like, ooh, that was heavy. Yeah, it's not like super, super creepy, but it is dark. I will go 88. 88. Uh, yeah, I'll go 90. In some ways, I wish it was like gorier because it's like weirdly not gory. It, I mean, like, it feels very... How does this feel like aesthetically? How does it measure up with the video game? Like, does it feel the like... The games are much gorier. Stepped into the video? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, this one, yeah. this it, It's for an R-rated movie, yes. It's surprisingly light on... The gore. I feel like they almost went for more of a with the nemesis and stuff. Like it's almost more like body horror in a way. Yeah, because mm-hmm. we got a lot of tight shots on Nemesis's face. No lips. Right. He's all gums. Nemesis. All gums. Mm-hmm. Would or do 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 any of the other Resident Evil movies feel like they do a better job of matching the matching up with the video games? No. Okay. No, the final one gets a <laughs> little gorier, but yeah, but the, they don't. They kind of just create their own. Time oh, their own, own universe, gotcha. Yes. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Which I right. think was probably smart. The second yeah. game, though, is set primarily in a police station, which is like we're barely in a police station in this right, movie. Right, a little bit, yeah. But I think that's the one call out. Uh, well, uh, Resident Evil Apocalypse is 93.33 on the macabre scale. Pretty good. Uh, beating Emperor's New Groove by 70 points. <laughs> I should hope so. <laughs> yeah. All right, our next category dramatic lighting. I think I mean, it's pretty good. Yeah, there's a ton. A lot of lightning. It's very stylish. Whenever they're the stained glass out. windows in the church. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's the direct a cool lot of shadows, green light in the tank Lush. she's in. Mm-hmm. The one, the scene I was like is when uh, the 
Thomas Kirschmer, whatever his name yeah. is, the guy who plays Kane, the Major German Kane. guy, the German yeah. guy, yeah. more like Major Payne, am I right? Major Abel Kane is his full name, as I learned from the novelization. <laughs> wow, Abel! So, it doesn't look like an Abel. Really, adds it, it adds some layers, I think. But when he's up on the gate, they have kind of these spotlights. They almost make him look angelic. There's like these beams of light Spoiler. behind him. Yeah. I just thought, I was I thought that was real pretty. But yeah, they do a lot of good lighting. The director. Um, you might not recognize his name. He has not done a ton of work, <laughs> but he, what he does recently is he's a second unit DP on like all the Fast and the Furious movies, on all the James ah, Bond movies. Oh, okay. So he knows, he's you know, he, he knows his way around an action movie. And I feel like you do see that here. I do think it's lit very well. They kind of get the creepy light and they filmed the whole thing at night um, right. in Toronto. So I was like, yeah, so you have to have like, this uh, bunch of artificial lighting and it's, I, I think it looks it looks better than it needs to be certainly for a resident evil movie <laughs> right yeah it's it's it's, it's a very more least. about style than I, it is about character development i would say the lighting yes. just, i just like the whole movie like it's about oh, like a yeah. mood and a style rather than like what are these characters really going through mm-hmm. yeah. yeah although there is like a new they're rebooting there's a new resident evil movie coming out in november oh so excited but I think it's a whole new, it's a reboot. It's like, have you watched yeah. any, like there's a Netflix anime, like CG animated Resident Evil show. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched it yet, but have, did you check that out? I did. There's, it's basically, they, there's four CGI movies that are, take place in the uh, universe of the video game. And the Netflix series is just kind of the fourth one of those. But for some reason, they broke it up into four parts. It is true dog shit it is really okay. it's really bad it's, which is even something novelization right i'm reading the novelization of resident evil apocalypse and the one on netflix is garbage do not watch it so don't watch it even i like if you're a completist you've already watched it but it's not true. it is ooh, it's too boy. late it's too late oh boy yeah but the first three cgi movies are actually they're not ter- they're not terrible those are kind All of right. those, those have some fun Okay. Well, what should we give uh, Resident Evil Apocalypse in dramatic lighting? I think they do. I think the director, with his with his background in lighting, like for the last twenty years on action movies, I think he I think he did pretty good here. I'm going to give him a ninety three. Ninety three. Yeah, ninety three sounds right to me. I'll do that as well. Ninety. Also give it ninety three. It is crazy. Like it did make me appreciate. Like, oh, this was the time when everything wasn't like shot on a green screen. Like they're actually in real locations yeah. on real sets, and it just looks so much. Like this probably has a lower budget than like Shang Chi, but this looks better. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, you're you know just what not I mean. It doesn't look like with, yeah plastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah, there's something to be said. Like the practical effects, even if they're kind of look a little, sometimes they can look a little cheap. It's still- There's sometimes a little thing, a little cheesy sometimes. It's <laughs> little just a little, little cheese, sometimes. Little cheese gets in, but that's fine. I'll take it. I still like it. Absolutely. All right. And our next, I mean, let me say I did on Letterboxd, I did give this three out of five stars. I was like, it is, I think it knows exactly what it is. I think they're not trying, <laughs> they're not going for anything more. I think they were probably happy with how it came out. Like, yeah, sure. this is about oh, what yeah. we expected. Yeah. It's a Resident yeah. Evil sequel. They they did it. They made a sequel yeah. to Resident Evil based on the video yeah. games Resident Evil. They did it. They sure did. No one's expecting driving Miss Daisy. Oh no, Morgan Freeman's no. nowhere nowhere near this movie. No, this <laughs> no, is no, no. oh Dead Fair is the I feel like the highest caliber actor you're getting in this thing is. No, I think I saw Jessica Tandy in that graveyard scene. I could be mistaken. Okay, oh, okay. you know what? You, a keen eye, Rude. a keen eye. I missed that. Rude. <laughs> uh, our next category, vibrato. So for this, in addition to literal vibrato, I mean, anytime they take a moment, they zhuzh it up, give it a little extra, more than it needs, but you like it. I mean, do they ever 
kind of stop where they should, I feel like they're always going <laughs> a little bit extra. Yeah, I agree sure, with sure. that. It's also like they do that fake, I don't like it, but I do kind of, I. it was a big trend, but now it's fun to see it now. It's like that fake slow-mo they do where everything's like blurry and like handheld. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that is, I don't That's think like anything takes the movie more than, the, than that. Yeah, yeah. That, I know exactly what you're talking about. And it's like, it is, yeah, it felt so cool at the time, but look, well, that's one of the things where I'm like, ugh, I don't, I don't like that. Just <laughs> There's a look, lot yeah. of on-screen text, and it's always like, dee, 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 dee. it's yeah. always like, <laughs> I love, yeah, when they're driving to like pick up the little girl and the dad, and there's the whole windshield turns into like a computer screen. Yeah, yeah. it's like, yeah, they, yeah, everybody will have that by the year 2020, and they knew that, and they saw that. They coming. knew, and they we knew. all have that now, and it's totally a thing, and doesn't obscure the driving at all. I would also yeah. just say like the action sequences, like when she like kills those dogs, and like or like no, when she arrives in the church and like she fires the gun and like two slow motion bullets come out right, of the yeah. gun and it's all that like post matrix kind of stuff yeah but they i thought did, it was fun they, yeah they had they could have just gone around like shooting zombies but they came up they went the extra mile like nemesis like shows up with a a rail gun off a helicopter right like, yeah does he need more than that no but yeah. he's also got a rocket launcher yeah. sure. look at him why does so, he i like they're just always just <laughs> like the hulk doesn't need a machine gun he's the hulk right there were moments yeah, but, where I wondered if this movie was meant to be shown in 3D at some times. There I were a couple shots where it so. felt like I think like this is before like that boom. Right well, yeah, maybe that was like just the director's got, intent. Yeah. Maybe it was just so intense, John. Maybe. You were like, you were enveloped. I came in the, up, I've, I've lost myself in the, in the world. Yeah. It's one of those movies when you get out of the theater, like, whoa, where? where uh, oh, yeah, we're in Burbank. <laughs> oh, what is time? Okay. <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah, you have to go to a therapist like those people after Avatar who realize they didn't live in wherever that yeah. was like i'm not in raccoon city and i'm depressed about it now pandora i believe it is called pandora Please, thank Joe you. Thank you. and it's been very difficult with these movies keep getting delayed. uh so what they're do you want to give the... coming and they're going to be great All that's what they say there's be... five more yeah. mm -hmm. uh so what do you want to give this for vibrato vibrato i feel like they 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 make they purposely go just an extra step above what they what they need to do pretty yeah. much at all times. So I'm going to go give this one an 89. 89. It's also something like our heroes, nobody ever misses. Like every shot is like perfect all the time. Right. <laughs> That's thing. They're like constantly being like, you got to shoot them in the head and everybody else is like, yeah, no problem. Yeah, we got it. Yeah, sure. Tell us once, we're done. The rest, yeah. Say no more. Say no more. <laughs> oh, the head. Got it. Okay. No problem. I'm falling from a plane. I'm, I'm running and just yeah. looking behind me. Still going to hit him in the head because you told me to. I got it. Like everyone is like emotionally pretty flat. Like no one's ever like that right. worried or concerned, but I just, there's some, I don't know, I like the cool, like it's cheesy, but it's fun. We also rarely get to see women in that kind of role, mm -hmm. sure. which is fun. Uh, John, what do you want to give it for a vibrato? I mean, I feel, yeah, there was a lot of extra, nothing felt very like super gay about it though, but I'll give it an 80. Oh, now it has to be gay, the vibrato? Yeah. Since when? <laughs> Uh, I'll give it 85. Give it an average of 84.67. All right, our next category, footwork. How would we rate the footwork in Resident Evil Apocalypse? I mean, there's a ton of it. They're always running yeah. or they're in a fight battle scene. Yeah, they're yeah. I mean, there is, they're kung fu kicking zombies. A lot of kicks <laughs> to the face. A lot. Miliovovich uh, was very proud of herself. She did, she learned kung fu for these movies. So all the kicks and stuff, that's all her. <laughs> That feels That's like a hurt. statement that can't be true. Like I learned Kung Fu. Like I learned uh, ever see the matrix. <laughs> you know what I mean? It just feels like, well, somebody you have to learn it at some point. Right. I just feel like learning all the, like I learned cooking. 
I mean, I'm sure like some guy came in for an afternoon and said like, here's how you do a roundhouse. Here's how you do this. Cause right. she's not mixing it up that much. She's doing, no, it's a lot she's of the same hits. kicks. So yeah, she's got her, she knows what she does. She's going to do it. Well, mm-hmm. she does that really fun, like, like back kick. That's fine. To the ones on yeah. the thing. I don't quite know how that works, but <laughs> also she runs down the side of a building, right? She does down the side of a goddamn building. Wow. The city hall. I think that was, wasn't that city hall? <laughs> Not that just any building. Indeed. Yeah. Not just any. I've heard she of running runs for city hall, but running <laughs> down city hall. Uh, yeah. So what do we want to give this for footwork? But this is another high one. This is, it's no Chicago. No, Chicago. Right. There's no, it's no Chicago. But There's it is no Raccoon Cap-Tan. City. <laughs> this ain't, this ain't Chicago. It's bring, we'll, we'll bring that up when we get to <laughs> musical potential. Um, just It's just shy of Chicago, though, for me. So I'm going to give this a 96. 96. I was also about to give it a 96, so I will give it a 96. 96. I'll give it a 90 because I think, yes, there's a lot of kicking, but I don't know if like, I wouldn't say like, oh, this action choreography is so good. You know, it's not like a, it doesn't feel distinctive. Yeah, it's not like a Jackie Chan movie. We're like, oh, this fighting is like really fun and like there's a lot of style. It's just like a lot of kicks and a lot of neck breaks. Does does the Herman Munster boots on Nemesis factor into footwork at all? <laughs> it sure. should. Just if you want to reconsider your score just a little bit. Oh, I don't, but it does. <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> Well, hey, it's still got the highest we've had of, of the last four movies, given a 94. And finally, the last of the canon categories, Ben, on a scale of 0 to 100, how likely are you to recommend Resident Evil Apocalypse to a gay person? Very, very likely. I feel like if you're, <laughs> if you're, if you, if you're uh, inclined to a, like a, an action-y horror movie, maybe you don't want too much horror. I don't know what it is. Like, it's, I'll recommend it to anybody. I it's it's a good time. Or maybe you it's, saw Atomic Blonde and wish there was more zombies. Exactly. You want yeah. you want Atomic Blonde with more zombies. Yeah, you want to see some ladies kick some ass. I've yeah. got 88 minutes that are gonna hit you right, <laughs> scratch you right where you're itching. Goes down you're in your easy. Out, it's easy <laughs> that's breezy. a line gay men love to hear. You're in and out real <laughs> easy. Something that's gonna scratch you where you're itching. That's right. There's the epilogue is 20 minutes. You're really only in this movie for a solid (laughs) 70 minutes, guys. I did watch it through stars and there were commercials, which oddly I Uh appreciated because they let me do my uh, some IMDb research while that was happening. Right, exactly. I was a lot of going reviewing categories. I was like, oh, I don't mind this so much. (laughs) Perfect. Well, for for this one, um, I'm going to say there's nothing particularly gay like, oh, if you're gay, you have to see this for this reason. Mm -hmm. But just based on the fact that I will recommend it because I love Resident Evil. I'm still going to give it fairly high score at 77. 77. Yeah, I agree. There's it, it is fun, but there's nothing about it that I feel like gay people need to know this movie. And I also yeah. feel like there are other it does a lot of what it's doing very well, but I feel like there's other movies that does it that do it better. So mm-hmm. give it a 55. Uh, I think though the Mia Joe, the Alice and Jill Valentine are pretty fun. So I'll give it a 67. Give an average of 66.33. All right, now we are into the wheel categories. So these categories are all categories that previous guests have brought, and we put them on this wheel, which is an app on my phone. So we're going to spin it three times, and whatever category randomly pops up, that's how we will judge the movie. Then one of the hosts will pick a category. This week, it's my turn. And then after that, 
you will come up with a category which we will add to the wheel and we will then okay. use to judge something. This week it's my turn, John. Oh, is it? Yes. Was... You did anthropomorphism when we did Emperor's oh, New Group. Oh, that's right. Oh, How somebody... dare you try <laughs> oh, to take, right. this take from that me. out? I'm so no, sorry. leave it in. Nope, taking it out. Okay. Well, John yeah. hates making mistakes, makes him seem vulnerable. He doesn't like it. <laughs> Okay, here we go. Dom sub power plays. Oh, well, between I mean, Alice and Nemesis. I was gonna say, I mean, he's even dressed for the occasion for a little right, Dom true. sub play that- From the Hellraiser collection, from the Cenobite line at <laughs> JCPenney. <laughs> I recently watched the first Hellraiser for the first time and I was like, oh, Nemesis is just literally a direct rip off of one of those Cenobites looks, yeah. <laughs> I mean, identical. It's crazy. That's also pretty much what he looks like in the video game. Yeah, they, the, they translate Except he has more game. of a tele- tentacle-y arm, right? Yeah, he can like shoot like a little tentacle out of his palm. They said they didn't have the CGI to do it at the time. You know, we're better off, it's fine. Sure. I mean, something to wait for for the reboot. Nemesis said the reboots are just, I think, just like kind of directly from the game. They're not going to do their own thing. So I think we'll get Nemesis in the in the new movie. So something to look forward to. <laughs> for all our Nemesis heads out there. For all the Nemesis heads. If you want to uh, see some gross stuff, go on 4chan. There's some Nemesis tentacle Oh, I'm sure. Business. The internet loves tentacles. I don't know what it is, but yeah, they're <laughs> obsessed. I guess there's a lot between like, they're trying to like make Alice like their pawn, but she never will be. That's true. There's a lot yeah. of that. And, and at the end we get the new doctor who looks just like the German guy. And the first time I saw the movie, I was like, I thought they killed him, but he's anyway. It's No, it's a Jorah from uh, Game, of, Game Thrones. of Thrones. Yeah. Now that we have Game of Thrones, we're like, now we know who you are and you don't look <laughs> um, exactly like that other blonde right. European guy that we just saw get killed. <laughs> um, yeah. So there's a little, that goes throughout the whole series because he's kind of, the, anta- the antagonist for a couple more movies. So there is, a you know, they kind of build into that a little bit, but there's, yeah, there's nothing that's out and out about it. So I'll go ahead and give this thing a 36. 36. Yeah, there's not a whole lot that where it's really about trying to take over, like, Alice is pretty dom the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> She's like... I'll go 35. 35. Yeah, I'll go 34. Following that pattern, giving an average yeah. of 35. All right, wheel category number two. John, have we convinced you to play? I think you could play Resident Evil 4 on the Switch. All right, I would, I'll definitely give it a try. Our next movie, it's a classic, Makeover Montage. Makeover Montage. Well, we get a, we do get a little bit of one. We get Jill, when she walks Suiting in, she's, she's wearing her heels. She goes, she suits up a little bit. We kind of get the same thing with Alice, where she goes into a supplies what are those oh, the army st- surplus yeah. stores she goes into the surplus <laughs> store. like a department store or something right mm-hmm. so i think it's a surplus yeah, I guess store right which there is the, the crazy thing yeah so yeah, she's right so we get a little bit of that her you know it's very grabbing, fast very quickly grabbing you know guns mesh t-shirts right. as you do not very montagey there's some montaginess with the the city being made over by zombies there's a, and a nuclear bomb and a nuclear bomb those so are get, montages no well, it's also hard when it's like over one night. Like a lot of it, there's not like right. they're not. There's not. I don't think there's a lot of montages at all. But I think the. Yeah. I think you're right with like the army surplus, or it's very blink and you miss it, which is yeah. a lot of this movie because <laughs> it's so. Quickly That's why it's so ripe for edited. a rewatch, <laughs> right? You pick up on the nuances. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I will say there is a montage, but again, being at a very short one, I'll say forty nine. Forty nine. I'll give it a twenty five. Twenty five. Uh, yeah, I got to give it a 20. Given an <laughs> average do of, you gotta do. I got to listen to my heart. 
Mm-hmm. Taylor Jane told me to. Is that her song? There's Tell It To My Heart. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm telling my heart it's a 20. <laughs> All right. The next category is a love boat. A love. There are no boats. There are no this. boats in this movie. There's helicopters. No. There's cars. There's no trains. No trains. Unfortunately, which is a Resident Evil staple is a good train. Yeah. There's maybe some love bloats with all the corpses who are probably couples. I, I mean, okay. But I'll, I I'll cannot, I will word. not apply. I am not, I'm just, I'm just making a You're pun. Just making content. Let the record show. Oh, okay. I mean, is the I helicopter not a boat in the sky? Sure. Um, well, they often call boats helicopters of the sea. Of the air? Oh, right. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Okay. Um, I would say no. Well, no. And also no. love. <laughs> <That's> fair. <laughs> right. There's no one like, we're, we're on this journey together. Now we're in love. No. Yeah. No one's really hitting it off. Like, like I not think even Carlos like a train. Yeah. Was she, wasn't she at one point like submerged in water? She was in a tank when they're like, re, when they're like, they think they've wiped her. her memories. Gotcha. That's true. So there is water. So there's, <laughs> there's, thank you, John. There is something, something mm-hmm. to cling to. Yeah. I mean, we can't, I can't give this more than like a five. This is, there's five. no, there's no love boat going Tough on. Yeah. I'll, fair. I'll, I'll give it a three. Three. Yeah. I'll give it a, I'll give it a two for that tank. Given an average of 3.33. All right. And now it is host choice. Yes. And Mark, it is your turn to pick a category. Oh, is it, John? <laughs> sure Earlier you mentioned it was your turn and you I'm sorry. messed up, but you edited. I that have out. a feeling that I'm curious to see if you pick the same category I was going to pick. Okay. Well, my the last time I picked a category, I picked dramatic smoking. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing that, that again. You're doing that again? <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> I think this has ah. very, there's literally a moment where Billy Jojovich flicks a cigarette and it blows up a kitchen mm-hmm. right? Sure. in slow motion. Does mm-hmm. it get more dramatic than that? I don't know. With like, there's death involved and explosions <laughs> involved. That's pretty good. And also Jill Valentine has very moody right. cigarette work. And also Jared mm-hmm. Harris's character has very moody cigarette right. work. But I think that one explosion was enough for me to... There's also just a lot of like fog and smoke throughout the city. Uh, yes, I yes. Adds so atmosphere. I, I couldn't think. I looked through our whole list. I was like, I don't know what could score higher than dramatic smoking oh. from that last. What were you gonna pick? Mm-hmm. I was gonna say shattered glass. Yeah, yeah. Like buildings, <laughs> cars, helicopters, glasses being all shattered window. all over the place. Yeah, but and it wasn't glass... the slow motion of the cigarettes, like the hallway thing. That was like what stuck with me. Sure, sure. The shattered glass, quick sidebar, like that was like practical. The building, it wasn't like a full building they blew up, obviously. They're not. What? They didn't have the money for tentacles, but we're blowing up whole building. I thought Milo and Otis had disturbing production history, but this is an outrage. (laughs) But yeah, practical glass breaking. But I think, I think, honestly, I think either one, I think we're still, we're still sitting pretty. I think this is, but we're doing dramatic smoking. We're definitely doing, we're doing dramatic smoking (laughs) because, because I believe it was Mark's choice. And I think it is. Yes. Thank you. Let the record show. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, yeah, the, there's enough, I mean, no one smokes normally in this movie. There's no normal smoking. So (laughs) the only smoking that happens is dramatic and it results in the death of zombie dogs. So I'm giving this a 99 and a ruined kitchen. And a ruined kitchen. Those and kids our schools are suffering again. enough. Yeah. Uh, I will give it a 91. 91. I'll give it a 95. Give it an average of 95. All, All right. right. Ben, the time has come for okay. you to add a category that we can use to judge Resident Evil Apocalypse, and then we'll throw it on the wheel. And maybe at some point, it'll become a bonus or a canon category. Okay. 
thinking long and hard, I think hopefully it's not already on the, on the wheel. The one I want to go with is form over function. So anytime I'm intrigued, anytime the movie or a character does something that logically they don't need to do, but they, (laughs) they want to, they choose the form over the function. They choose the the look. It looks funny. Exactly. They're doing something. Yeah. That's not the drama. Exactly. Yeah. Like a drama queen. Yeah. Like a drama queen. Yeah. They're showing, they're showing off a little bit. Yeah. Like Tony Hawk. On a uh, half pipe, yeah. am I that right? Drama am queen? I right, guys? Yes. Oh, her. <laughs> uh, I like that. I think that's fun. I, I think, think it's great. Yeah. Form over function. So what? Like, what would be there? Good examples of that. Examples of that I think is just like Jill Valentine's outfit. Yes. Form uh-huh. over function. Like she's she's looking hot in the zombie apocalypse. But if you're fighting zombies for a night, that's mm-hmm. the last thing you want to wear. Same thing with Alice. She goes into an army sure. surplus or. Store. If you're going to fight mm-hmm. zombies, I might as well look hot. Like, this is going to be awful, terrible night. I'm going to look good. I'm going to look good. You is could it, even say that Nemesis's, like, uh, weapon was, like, it didn't need yeah. to be that, but it looked cool. No. Great on an it action looked- figure. Also, exactly. a lot of the movie's visual effects are of no <laughs> point. They just happen. Like, a lot of that fake sure. slow-mo and the on-screen text and, like, all the mm-hmm. weird news footage. If you're running through zombies, you have guns. They seem to have an unending amount of bullets. There's sure, zombie games problem. where they're short on inventory. We're all, that's the problem you're going to see, John. You're always, you feel like you don't have enough ammo. Uh, mm-hmm. So you can't be shooting willy-nilly. How am I going to get good <laughs> at it if I can't shoot willy-nilly? <laughs> well, that's how you, you can learn. shoot willy, but not nilly. Like, you got to yeah. choose one. Ah, <laughs> oh, one or the other. A real Sophie's choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so they, they you... choose unique ways to kill the zombies. They're not just killing them all the same way, just headshot, headshot. They're they're breaking necks. They're doing strong kicks. <laughs> Which they're... shouldn't kill a zombie. But I feel, we're, no. you know, every movie has its own rules. It's fine. They have their own rules. But I think, I think form over function, this one, they do a lot of stuff they don't need to do that if, if anything puts their lives in danger in this scenario. <laughs> sure. So I'm giving this one, I'm going to give it a 99. for 99. Uh, yeah, I will give it a 94. 94. Oh yeah, I'll give it a 96. It's mostly form, not much function. Exactly. Right. Uh, great, giving it a 96.33. Fun new category. All right, now we are into the bonus category. So these categories, as their name implies, are bonus. So if it doesn't do well in any of these categories, it's not going to work against the overall score. There's just extra points it can get. So we're scoring from zero to 10. Okay. All right, so this first one is musical potential. Could they make a musical out of Resident Evil Apocalypse? They made one out of Spider-Man. They can make one out of anything. It's true. Right. It was the biggest flop on Broadway, but- um, But it was a musical. That's true. It did exist. It's, yeah, it, it doesn't exist. say hit musical. It just right. says musical potential. <laughs> right, right, right. I do think the series itself might, because one good thing about this series that helps, a lot of the entries are set in like a single locale. Mm-hmm. Like the first right. one's a mansion. The second yep. one is a police station. Yeah, you could do a gorgeous set with that the mansion from the first one. Imagine, you know, zombies, a chorus of zombies <laughs> dancing through that first mansion. Take the old Sunset Boulevard set and just use that. Yeah, you just add you, some more I mean, cobwebs or something. <laughs> True, exactly. I feel like I feel like there is musical potential, and you can do almost like the West Side Story, where we're doing the fight scenes, but we're do, we're dancing at each other instead of fighting. Right. I mean, the Umbrella Corporation, hello, a dance number. You're, we're making wheels with our umbrellas. umbrellas. We're spinning. We're having fun. We're and American the Red and White. Paris, thank you. <laughs> thank you. There's, yeah, Umbrella spinning a science all day la- Yeah. You can have scientists. Science lab. Oh, the tap dance possibilities are endless. Endless. Science lab, come on. 
lab coats imagine the possible you could do that'll be there where they catch the light when they spin you know exactly and you got like, you do like a frankenstein thing with nemesis where he's screaming to the heavens before he transforms into the monster the t and t virus stands for tap well all right that's what we learned in the musical opening it's, next it fall on broadway has there been there must have been I'm sure there's been like zombies and musicals. Maybe there hasn't been, but I'm sure. But has there been like a musical based on a video game, like a Broadway one? I don't feel like that's the so. that's the next bridge that to cross. Of. Yes, exactly. <laughs> They'll perfect it one day. It'll Come happen. On. Doom the musical. Yeah. Come on, Lin Manuel Miranda. I feel like Zelda would be couldn't like be a cute one. I mean, that's they already got the music. It's so like orchestral. It's, it's already it's right. it's already yeah it's already ready for it. But for Resident Evil, I do think, I think, I think there's musical, the, the, the overlap between people who want to see a musical and people who want to see Resident Evil. It's a small Venn diagram. I'll grant you that. <laughs> but they're out there. Most they're of them are on the Zoom chat. Right. They're out there. <laughs> I, you, I, you can say hi to them right now if you wish. Yeah. Um, I'm one, I would count myself with, I would love to see a Resident Evil musical. Well, how would you want to have be- write it? uh i like the book or the music the music. See, john i listen um <laughs> you know words like a phoebe bridgers <laughs> someone moody <laughs> on, like evanescence or like no evanescence that does the music like, paul w s anderson does t- the book? they have one, come on evanescence has one song uh-huh. i don't trust them one to write a whole i don't one trust them to write a whole what how many songs do you need musical 17 18 I mean, musicals are like, they write two songs and then reprise, 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 same stuff. They recycle their own bullshit over and over. Just develop, evolve, right, right, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Snooze, bore, snooze, bore. We get it. Right. But I don't know if Phoebe Bridges is doing a lot of toe tappers. No. So, well, Um, what do we want to give this for musical potential? I think there is potential. I'm giving it a 78. Well, it's out of zero to to 10. Well, then I'm giving it a seven. Seven. I don't think this would make a good musical. There's not like a big emotional what? journey. I think like musicals <laughs> want like character and emotional journeys. I don't think this movie has that so much. I think there could be all. a lot of fun visuals, but I'm going to have to go two. A two. John, they I've... wanted to get out of the city and at the end they did. I don't what you, I don't know. Is that that one, uh, what's that musical where the 9-11 happens? They have to land in Iceland or something? Oh, Come From Away? <laughs> yeah, the same I thing. I haven't seen it yet. Sure. How is a, dis- a, ma- a major disaster happens. We're stuck somewhere. How do we get it? Get that guy to write the, <laughs> okay. they should write the Resident Evil musical. Uh-huh. Uh, I'll give it a five. Given an average of 4.67. All right, our next category, queer menace. Are there any queer menaces in this? I do think the liquors are queer menaces. I, I'll give I that so. to the queer menace, yeah. And I even think uh, you got nemesis in the leather daddy gear chasing you around. I, you know, I think that's good for a little queer menace. He is in a duster. <laughs> I mean, we're all afraid of a big leather duster. <laughs> let's be honest. And a little excited. Sure. What's under, What's there? under there? Thank you. Like so long. Interesting. <laughs> the mind reels. Is it one of his many tentacles or what is it? You don't Hello. know. Do I care? <laughs> For me, I'm going to go Queer Menace. I'm going to give this one, I'm going to give it a six. I think a there's six. some Queer Menace. Yeah. All right. To me, the big menace is uh, was Umbrella, that corporation, the Umbrella Corporation. But I, there's nothing about them that feels queer to me. What about the fact that they're called Umbrella? What, how does that Rihanna Mary Poppins hit song? Oh, and Rihanna. <laughs> so and that's two. Very good. That's two. <laughs> Excellent John. points. Excellent points. Both. All right, then I'll give it a two for Queer Venice. Singing in the rain. All right, Mark. <laughs> You've made your point. Uh, I'll give it a three. 
giving it a 3.67. All right, our next category. Character actress makes a big swing. Yeah, we've got lots of zombies. I feel like you've got some zombies. I don't know. I guess they're technically not a character actress, but we got lots of we got lots of extras that are trying to just I just want their moment on the screen. The woman who like plays Mrs. Jill Valentine, Priest. Mrs. Oh, Priest, is very good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's a character June... actress. No debating that. That was she June Squibb, I believe. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so it launched her her latter career. I thought the Jill Valentine character, she was pretty fun. Yeah, I I wouldn't think of her as a character actress. Well, you just wait and see her blossom. It's not a negative. I just I don't. She's more like the second lead. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, Terry Morales is not making any huge choices. Oh, we should. Jenny Walters is Mrs. Priest. Thank you. Give some respect. Oh, she's on the Expanse, Jenny Walters. I love the Expanse. Oh, now I remember who she is. Oh, she's the sister. Okay. No, um, it's a different actress. <laughs> no, no, I'm looking at uh, what's her face? Uh, who oh, plays oh. Jill Valentine? Yeah, uh, Sienna Guillory. She's very she's different good. on the Expanse. She's good. She comes back in a later movie and she is very different. She's blonde. Spoiler alert. And she does a lot of period, like normally a lot of period pieces. She's a British actress. Gotcha. So this is, a lot of bustle. I mean, this is, yeah, this is a lot of, this is out of the norm for her. Um, it's not really a big character actress movie. It's more action, action-y. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. Guns. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's like the best you're going to get for, you know, characterized, like maybe you can throw something to a zombie. I'll give it, I'll give it a two. Too. And there, we can't even say there's like, oh, this is revolutionary zombie work happening. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, they did. They did have to go to a zombie school. All those zombie actors. Right. Well, I would assume to. everybody so, has to go to a zombie school at some well, point. You'd you'd hope. But <laughs> yeah, there's not always the budget. <laughs> That's I'll true. give it a one. A one. Yeah, I got to give it a one. Unfortunately, giving it a one point three three. All right. Our next category, which is how witchy is Resident Evil Apocalypse? Well, Alice makes a guy bleed from his eyes with psychic powers. That's pretty witchy. I mean, yeah, a lady with with powers. That's almost the definition of a witch, really. And Mrs. Priest. (laughs) Mrs. Priest. Is there she's literally eating? She's yeah, she's (laughs) she's like the witch from Hansel and Gretel. She's literally like eating children. Right. It looked like a child's arm, I'm assuming. I don't know. So he was feeding her, they found out. Mm-hmm. He was. Zombies always feel more like, oh, they're the cause, like a witch caused this. Like you could like yeah, that almost. witchiness to it. There's a witchy over like, oh, did a mm-hmm. witch have, whenever I see zombies, I'm thinking, did a witch have something to do with this? Was this a curse? Mm-hmm. What is happening? Yeah. Or is this like some sort of chemical thing? It's, it's is either, it science it's or witch fantasy. or bioweaponry? Yeah, yeah. We, we don't. We don't. I mean, what is the Umbrella Corporation doing? We don't really know. <laughs> what we don't they look do? Those labs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There could be witches in those labs cooking this up. It could be a giant cauldron in the back. We don't know. Yep. That they're filling up those little tubes. Oh, and Alice is in like a. She is in like a glass cauldron, of sorts. <laughs> I mean, sure. being yes. cooked. Right. Right. <laughs> this is a very large stretch. Yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. So, what do you want to give this for witches? I'm going to go two on this one as well. Two. I will go. I'll go two on this one, too. You know, I'll also go two. Well, I'll go three for psychic powers. All right. Um, all right. Our next category, gay actors playing gay roles. This one might be tough. Yeah. I mean, this no, one, this one no hurts. Gay roles. This one hurts. Mm-hmm. It's there's okay. no gay this, roles. This is bonus, so it's all right. We don't. Yeah, uh, fair. Um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, there's no gay roles. <laughs> so, so what is more <laughs> can you say? Let's go. Have to give it a zero. Have to give it a zero. Ben. Yeah, I'll have to go zero as well. I mean, as will I. I play Isn't by it? the rules. I play by the rules. 
I respect that. All right. Our next category, you got a zero. Our next category, themes of mothers. You never find out what happened to that little girl's mother, do we? No. Probably dead. No. Probably, yeah, probably. And then we do kind of, she did get- like, I would hope she's dead. And she's like, <laughs> just indifferent. Yeah. <laughs> she was out at the supermarket when all this happened. And they're like, man, man who knows? She was like, she's, that girl's old enough. You're on <laughs> she your can, own She can figure it out. She's injecting herself clearly with all yeah. this stuff. She's she's a big girl. But she does get surrogate moms in Alice and Jill. Yeah. So and at the end, she's like part of the family, I guess. Like she's got two, two moms she, and a dad. Yeah. Right. It takes yeah. a village. Takes a village. We learned that. Mm-hmm. Hillary Clinton taught us that. She changed everything. I could see Hillary Clinton starting the zombie apocalypse. No offense to her, but I, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I mean, she would. she's trying to do something good. And if it went haywire, you know. Yeah. She's trying to create a, you know, the new alt, you know, Olay cream. Something happens. Right. She's yep. doing, she's trying to do good is the point. That's all. Imagine if Hillary Clinton go, introduced a line to skincare. <laughs> I mean, what a rebrand. <laughs> she's a writing, a no, she's got, she's got a <laughs> yeah. novel coming out. I mean, what's next? A novel? She's, she wrote a novel. Wow. Coming out in November Is it like or a something. thriller? I think so. Yeah. It's like a, a political thriller. F. An erotic thriller. That could be fun. I mean, throw everyone a curveball. I mean, not intentionally, but. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so what do you want to give this for themes of mothers? Themes of mothers, I think we get, there's no direct themes, but, you know, Angela does become, does get some surrogate moms. And later in the series, not that we can count it against it, but this, there's more themes of mothers as we go. But I'm still going to give this a a five. I think there's enough there. A five. five. I think there's almost nothing there. (laughs) Oh, but well. given the very end, I'll give it a one. <laughs> a one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Unfortunately, I also have to give it a one. <laughs> but it's not a zero. Well, it's not go. a zero. Okay. It's not a zero. Hey, we got a 2.33, which is 0.33 points higher than the Emperor's New Groove got. Mm-hmm. So that's nothing to sneeze at. And that it. had actual mothers in it. Yeah. yeah. So pretty good, Resident Evil. Be proud of yourself. All right. Next one. Drinks thrown in faces. Well, I think like flicking that cigarette that blows up the dog has the energy. Has that, the energy. Yeah. It's got some drink thrown energy. Yeah. I don't think anyone drinks a thing during this this evening, but I mean shooting someone in the head is the ultimate drink thrown in the face, I feel like. I think that's a stretch. It's telling someone it's a it's a the ultimate kiss off. I mean, if if you count a hell the Keep helicopter going. gets thrown in Nemesis's face, that's Rude. That's what Emerson so, would say. Yes. <laughs> I guess I overstepped my bounds. Yeah. <laughs> because I didn't read I the said. room. Okay. Yeah. I will I'll revert yet again to the tank scene. She's she doesn't get a drink thrown in her face. She gets thrown in a drink. <laughs> a face in a drink. <laughs> a face gets, thrown yeah. in a drink. She gets yeah. a face it. She turns it on its head. That's what she's always one step ahead. That's how you know um, you're in a horror movie. Yeah, when things mm-hmm. are like inverted. Yeah, this is this is a one, and even that's kind of rounding up. So yeah, I'll also go one for this one. I'm gonna give it a three for shooting people in the head. I feel like that's the ultimate <laughs> okay. drink in the face. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Finally, the last of the bonus categories: quips. How quippy is this movie? Oh, finally, one that's not gonna kill me. Okay. <laughs> I do think this movie has a fair amount of quips. It does. Mike Epps really brings it. Mike Epps, Mike Epps talks almost exclusively in quips. And you got the the redheaded Russian guy. He's got a couple of good quips when, when he shoots like, the dog. All of a sudden, Russian? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When he started speaking, I was like, has he been Russian this whole time? That's what I was. I was like, is this a new character? I don't remember. Yeah. He's been Russian the whole time, guys. This is amazing. <laughs> what a twist. He, 
when he shoots the dog and says stay but he stay. still some, like somehow that. manages to yeah. put a russian accent on stay and then the dog jumps on him and he's like i'll handle this bitch mm-hmm. right lovely sure. a lady dog sure so it's not insulting Right, so right, it's right. not insulting. It was 2004. It was 2004. Uh, when the, what's his face? Major Kane says, killing me won't make this right. And then Alice says, no, but it's a start. Uh, All right. Beautiful. All mm. right. My favorite was Mike Epps said, motherfucker, please. My shit is custom when they try to give Exa- him I think that might be my, that might be the best one. I think you're right about that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, quips. yeah, it's got some quips. I mean, it's latent throughout. So I'm going to give this one. I think I'm going to go a seven on this one. A seven. I'll give it a five. A five. Yeah, I'll give it a five. Because there are quips, but they're not like, (laughs) you know what I mean? No, I mean, a lot of them, there's some clunkers. There are some clunkers. Mike Epps makes a lot of big swings and he he whiffs quite a few. God bless him. Uh, All right. Finally, we're not finally, second to finally, (laughs) uh, penultimately, we are into the iconic categories. These categories are larger, more umbrella categories. So we're going back from zero to 100. All right, the first one is homoeroticism. How homoerotic is Resident Evil Apocalypse? Not very? No. Is the answer? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Unless all the men eating other men. Yeah, but it's not erotic. Unless you have like a vore fetish, I guess. I suppose. Yeah, it would take you, yeah, it would take something extreme to be able to argue that there's. If there was even one more German accent in this, I would Maybe, be, yeah. I'd feel more comfortable giving it a higher score, but I just don't think there is. Yeah. There's not a ton of, again, these movies are just not even really sexual. It's no, there's just no. nothing. That's not, that's not what they're here for. No. <laughs> right. I'll say a two. I don't know. A two. It's very low, unfortunately. Yeah. But I think based on the story you told us earlier about them watching dog day afternoon, to oh, yes. up, I'll give it a seven. Okay. A seven. Yes. <laughs> I'll give it a five. Given an average of 4.67, which is six points lower than the chipmunk adventure. <laughs> it homoeroticism uh, is okay. No, welcome, I mean, to, five cold, welcome <laughs> to five cold screams, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our next I mean, one. did have Dave, so that's fair. Is that his name? <laughs> Dave, the guy that's that's true. Yes. Okay. Our next one. Uh drag queen inspiration. Could a drag queen watch Resident Evil Apocalypse and oh. come away with a whole book of ideas? Yes, and not only can they, I follow a drag queen on Instagram who who has dressed as Alice from Resident oh, Evil. Oh, okay. So I yeah. have empiric proof. <laughs> you have um, I do. Th- I think there there are there are looks in this movie. Someone a drag queen dressed up like a Jill Valentine. Yes, you know who that is. Especially since Alice, that look is like is. straight. Jill Valentine is like straight from the video game. That look. It's it like is one hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. They did not change a thing. So yeah, that's per. I think even Nemesis, you could do even yes. a little play on Nemesis. Yeah, Nemesis definitely. Yeah, I think there is plenty of room for spitter zombies or liquors. That's exactly. <laughs> you want to get yeah, drag queen with the liquor tongue. You could get do that. You could make that drag. Of course, yeah. This is this is this is ripe for a drag queen. I also book. thought um, Jared Harris's really tiny eyeglasses. Yeah, <laughs> those to me, I was like, it's like I mean... contact lenses and just put yeah, glasses around them. That's actually I was fast like... lenses and frames. The best of both worlds. <laughs> The little things that were keeping them up were like going the wrong way. I, yeah, I was obsessed with those glasses. Like, what even is the point? Like, what do you see through those? Just frame, I would think. He's just looking at that little computer that's hooked to his chair. He's like, I don't need to see anything. No peripheral yeah. vision needed. That's all I'm looking at. Yeah. But yeah, drag queen inspiration, 98. This is- this 98? Is, this is tops. This is, this is I again, There ha- I've seen drag queens dressed as Alice. I, sure. There you go. I can't do better than that. 
I get that. I do feel like, and I think everything we've said is true and it works, but it's not something where it's like, and another look and another, it's not, you know, like a, a My Fair Lady or some other fantastical thing where like every time you turn around, mm-hmm. you know, Jovovich is in like a totally new look. So it's, everyone just sort of has like their one look, which I get it, it you know, dramatically that makes sense. So I'm gonna ding it. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go 77. 77. Still respectable. Still respectable. <laughs> I'll give it a 82. Given an average of 85.67. Finally, we're into the last of the iconic categories, Camp Factor. How campy is Resident Evil Apocalypse? Oh, I think there's some camp work being done in this movie. I think yeah, they're, definitely. again, it's they're, they're going over the top. That you have, again, like I, I, that fight, that end, that final fight between Alice and Nemesis, I think is just like one of the campier fight scenes. It's just so, I just think it's so like this giant hulking monster with the real tiny hands. He puts down his guns to fight her. It just is very silly. It's like, and what even is the point of the fight? (laughs) Like the German guy's trying to prove that which one is the better fighting machine, but one is like, well, one of them won't listen to what you're doing. So what good does that do you, even if she wins the fight? And the other one is a giant hulking monster that does everything you tell it to. I don't know why you're even making them fight. It seems like the decision has been made. I thought it was just hilarious that it was called Raccoon City. Like every yeah. time they call the Raccoon I mean, City, that is, I was yes. like, that was, no one thought of a better name for a city. That's from the game, John. <laughs> tell people, tell the geniuses at Capcom. It just made me laugh in yeah. a way that, that I is like so that silly. thing. It's like, yeah, having been like Raccoon in Raccoon City in these games since like 1996 when they first came out, it's like, oh yeah, that is very ridiculous. But it is like, it's like part of the video gaminess of it. You know what I mean? Sure. Like. You accept it in a video game and like, well, this has been a successful video game franchise. Right. We're going to make movies. We're stuck with this. We can't not call right. it What Raccoon is the point City. of changing the name? From yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So what do you want to give it for Camp Factor? I'm going to go ahead and give this thing a 79. 79. I, don't, I actually don't think it's a very campy movie, but I'll give it a 61. 61. Okay. All right. I got a quick list of campy things. Here we go. A movie based on a video game. Being wrong about thinking you've survived the horror. Secret underground facilities. The camera zooming into a speaker for no good reasons. Adding whoosh sound effects just because the camera moves. <laughs> Telling someone to just get over their missing child. Being able to pick out anything from an abandoned clothing store and going with bootcut jeans. Stained glass windows. A guy trying to keep a giant church to himself using a tiny crucifix to keep a door shut. Being unaware that a giant tongue is wrapped around your throat until it's too late. A giant zombie monster who also has a bazooka and a chain gun. Nemesis Nemesis's creators really phoned in his face. Hitting a zombie <laughs> dog with a frying pan in midair is pretty goofy. Reconnecting with your lover who doesn't remember who they are makes this the notebook the Resident Evil franchise. Fighting a bunch of people while keeping your bath towel around you. And finally, interrupting the end credits with an ad for the Umbrella Corporation. Uh, I'll give it a 70. Given an average of 70. Look at that. Wow. Campier than the chipmunk adventure, but not as campy as the Emperor's New Groove. All right, finally, I'll, I'll allow it. <laughs> we are into the crown jewel. So these we don't vote on or we don't rate. We either say it gets it or it doesn't. Okay. All right. So the first one, a 15% bonus for a positive portrayal of homosexuality. Does Resident Evil Apocalypse have a positive portrayal of homosexuality? As if you have to ask. <laughs> yeah, I think we're in agreement on this one. I think yeah. that's a that's a pretty pretty firm no. Yeah, yeah fun. All right, it doesn't get it. I would agree with yeah. that. And finally, negative fifty percent of all the points. If this is the movie Boat Trip, 
This movie does not even have a boat in it. So no, this is not the movie Boat Trip and it will not lose 50% of its points. But it is Woo. kind of a trip, man. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> All right, that's it. We're done. So Ben, now that we've been through it all, do you still think that you have beat, what was it? Hellraiser? Hellraiser 2, yes. I'm a little less confident. I'm not going to lie to you. I think okay. it's not It's not going to be terrible, but it's. I don't know if I'm cracking the top five. All right. Okay. I will tell you exactly how it did. Out of a total okay. possible 2,277.33 points, Resident Evil Apocalypse has scored 1,557.33, giving it a percentage of... 68.38, making it the 44th oh. gayest movie ever. Not as gay as Cruising, but gayer than Hackers. Okay. That feels mm-hmm. right. That feels right. And it's definitely yeah. not. Hellraiser is, it's very close to Hellraiser yeah, was... is a 70.84. So this is only like away. two point yeah. two percentage points difference. Very close. It's in the ballpark. Mm-hmm. So, but it's yeah. gayer than Ginger Snaps, which was our next like true horror movie, which has a 64.92. Okay. So it's like the sixth gayest horror movie on our it's list. It's the sixth gayest horror movie. That's pretty good. Well, all yeah. of that's fantastic. <laughs> there you go. Well, Ben, this has been such a treat. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you guys for having me. This was a true, <laughs> true delight. It was so, it's, it was, I was like, oh, this is a fun movie to kick off five cold screams. I do think the, the Mila of it all sure. the is pretty Vic. fun. Uh, the Jojo. Uh, ben, is there anything you like to plug, promote, or shill for at this time? Um, I just started reading Danny Trejo's memoir, Trejo. So everybody should pick okay. that up. It's a great okay. book. He's an amazing <laughs> person. I don't. Are you I, reading you guys, two books at the same time? How do you I keep am. them? How do you juggle them? <laughs> I learned this, like someone, I heard this on a radio show literally like a decade ago. And they're like, oh yeah, I read two multiple books. Like you watch two TV shows at once. And I was like, oh, that somehow made a click for me. I can read mm, two books. And interesting. at the same really? time, it's like, it's, it's changed my life. I'm like, oh yeah. I do have the brain space for this. I can. Who knew? Uh, yeah, I hope Danny. It would also like if they merge. Like, yeah, why isn't Danny Trejo in a Resident Evil movie? I, I mean, be, right? He fit right perfect. in. Perfect. We got to right We got to get him in. That the reboot's coming. Come on. There's got to <laughs> be. There's room there. for Trejo. There's room for Trejo. There's always room for Trejo. You thought there was room for Jello? Room for Trejo. Room for Trejo. <laughs> get Trejo in. Here. Uh, well, thanks so much, Ben. A true delight. So nice to chat with you. Great fun. And we'll be, be right back. back. We're, We're back. back. Fun. That was a fun one to talk that about. A, that was definitely a fun one to talk about. It scratched a lot of my itches. If you- and you had been itchy for a while. So, so you think I should itchy. play Resident Evil 4, you were saying? That's yeah, on that one's fun. Or I don't think Resident Evil 2, the remastered one, is on the Switch. But I would play 4. Play 4. All you right, might hate it. I might. Who knows? But it's okay. It's a video it's game. Scary. It's scary. Okay. All right. It's fun, though. It's like it's like my favorite video game of all time. Okay. So no and I think you'll see, like, there's a lot of, like, cheese and camp, too. It's, like, silly at times. Perfect. But the action is really fun. I don't know. It's, it's pleasing. Oh, wonderful. And also, I'm so happy Five Cold Screams might be my favorite series we do. <laughs> <laughs> I think I like them, baby. Yeah, it's back. It makes me happy. I love talking about horror. Horror movies, right. Um, well, speaking of things that make you happy, we got an email from one of our listeners. Okay, uh, this is from Brian. And the, the email is titled, 
Mike Pence, the bellwether, question mark, question mm. mark. And Brian writes, hello, my name is Brian. I'm a blue collar queer in Minneapolis and a listener of the show Go from on. the very beginning. <laughs> it's been amazing to watch the rating system evolve from an unwieldy Leviathan easily foiled by felt to what could now mm. be almost a tool for a cultural anthropology scholar. Oh, my question you. is, what category do you think is the closest predictor of a movie's overall score? My guess would be the Mike Pence anxiety scale. Anyway, love y'all. And I'm dying for the day that Ichi the Killer and Das Boot can get the Queen's treatment from Brian. I love Brian. Ichi the Killer and Das Boot. <laughs> well, there you go. Those are two very different movies. Ichi the Killer is <laughs> fucked up, John. Okay, I hope someone brings it in. And Das Boot makes you sympathize with the German Navy in World War II. Oh, wow. That's fucked up in its own way, That's but it's true. Good. Uh, I don't I don't know if Mike Pence is the best bell because like I think no. like Mike Pence wouldn't have a problem with Wizard of Oz. Right. I think Camp Factor is probably yes. one. Camp Factor or even just like homoeroticism. I mean, okay, any actors of those playing gay roles. <laughs> Actual yeah, gay right? characters, maybe. Actual gay characters is a good one. Yeah, probably Camp Factor is like the most. Yeah, if you look at like our top five, it's like John Waters, Bride of Frankenstein. Rocky Horror. Rocky Horror. Madonna. Although yeah, that one didn't campy. do too crazy on Camp, I don't think, did it? What did, uh, let's, let me look at what Madonna got in Camp Factor. I don't remember. I'm getting to it. Quit rushing me. Oh, 81. So like it didn't like explode, decent, yeah, yeah. but decent, decent showing, a decent showing. Yeah. But like uh, Batman and Robin got a 90 in Cam Factor, but it did not do as well. So I, I just goes to show, I think Cam Factor is like the best, like, oh, this will do well. Right. So I think Cam Factor is probably the best bellwether. I love a bellwether. <laughs> it's like a nice uh, can canary in a coal mine. <laughs> exactly. It's just exactly what it is. Uh, well, thank you, Brian. Uh, we love hearing from you guys. If you have any of your thoughts or questions for us, we'll love hearing from you. You can email us at two old queens, T W O old queens at gmail.com. Or you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at two old queens, T W O old queens. Follow me on Letterboxd where I maintain the current movie rankings. Yes. And also, we have merch. If you go to T Public and search for Tool Queens, there's a lot of fun stuff you can buy for yourself and your loved ones. And a percentage of all the profits go to the Okra Project. So you're not just buying merch, you're helping people out. And also, we have a Patreon. And we are right now, uh, if you want more horror in your life, we're right now going through all the Child's Play slash Chucky films to find out which one is the gayest of that. So go over to um, Patreon and look for Tool Queens, the retirement plan. You can get yeah. out, become part of that. And then we have four more weeks of horror movies coming. So buck up. Exactly. Do we know what next week's is? No, Not that's yet. what makes it scary. Ooh. Uh, so still, please wear a mask and not a witch uh, pumpkin head one this time. Uh, stay safe, everybody. Goodbye. Now it's time for credits. We got music by Danny Cohen. Artwork by Conrad Shin. And special thanks to Alex Archer and Mike Rennie. Bye. Bye. We didn't get that right. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.